Welcome, everyone, to Burgess Power Hour. And tonight we are talking about orbiting in love and relationships. How apropos, because it is a, it is a February kind of a call. Um, and so I wanted to talk about love and relationships and orbiting in love and give you an idea to help you continue you on your path tonight and for the rest of your life about how to create loving, conscious relationships. And I know that a lot of you would like to do that that maybe uh, don't have a relationship right now, or maybe you're already in a relationship and you just would like better communication or you would like it to be even deeper and want to be understood. So if you are just joining us on the call, go ahead and star six yourself so that will mute you. Uh, or you can just mute yourself on your cell phone. Uh, go ahead and I want to keep the lines open, but I want you to mute yourself. So when you want to say something, please hit star six again or just hit unmute. And that way you can talk uh, and respond to what I'm saying, okay? And I want to make sure that everybody, hopefully if you're driving, you won't be able to do this, but if you're not driving and you can have something to write with, um, I'm going to give you a couple of things. We're going to go and find out maybe some things about your belief systems around relationships. So I really want you to uh, get as much as you want to get out of this call tonight. So um, because it is a February Valentine's love month, uh, that's why I decided to do relationships tonight and orbiting in love. So let me just start out by saying um, – Orbiting in love is a concept that Buckminster Fuller came up with. So you might ask yourself, have I ever fallen out of love? Have I ever fallen in love? And if the answer is yes, then what happens when you fall is you stop, just like gravity. So when you fall in love or you fall out of love, everything stops because you're hitting the floor when you fall. So... Bucky came up with a whole other concept, Buckminster Fuller, came up with another concept of orbiting in love. And for those of you who have taken the essence of being in all my other classes, I know you're familiar with this concept. Those of you who have not, this might be new to you, but it's really good to remember how to orbit in love. And the concept is that you are whole and complete. You do not need anything from anybody. Many times people get into a relationship because they want that other person to tell them that they love them so that they will feel lovable. And it's very, very uh, tiring for another human being to constantly be reminding that other human being that they're lovable. Because, you see, most people, they are doing the same thing for themselves. In other words, they want their partner to do the same thing for them. So why people get into relationships oftentimes, and, of course, this is very unconscious. You don't sit around and go on your dating services and think, well, let's see, who can I get to complete me because I feel uh, incomplete? You don't consciously think about it that way. But what happens oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes we get into relationships because we want to hear, I love you. We want people to tell us we're lovable because there may be a piece missing in our own life. There may be a piece that we think we're not lovable or we're not wanted or there's something wrong with us. And it's an unconscious belief system that we may have. So what ends up happening is we are asking way too much from another human being to say, love me enough and prove to me that I'm lovable. That's asking a person to do the impossible because truly, truly, in my belief, my world, the only person that can really, really get you to understand how lovable you are is you. If you 
feel unlovable or feel unwanted or feel undeserving or feel not good enough or feel like there's something wrong with you, other people will try. They'll try to make you feel better. They'll try to tell you enough that you're lovable or that you're worthy. But what ends up happening is if if you keep asking that other person to keep saying that to you and to keep proving to you all of that, it gets really, really, really tiring. And that is why so many people fall out of love. That's why so many people just say next because they give up on trying to make the other person feel better or the person that's really wanting to have that person say to them, I love you, I love you, I love you, um, they don't believe that and they go on to the next person. So the whole idea of orbiting in love is, look, you are whole and complete. You do not need another human being to fill your hole. And in the workshops and the essence of being, people laugh at me because I, I talk about people filling your hole. So we're talking about, you know, when you get into a relationship, you're wanting people to fill your hole or that piece of you that feels empty. So when you are in that environment, when you feel like um, another person could complete you, you're, you know, we, it's very romantic. All of our movies talk about about how you complete me, you complete me. And we even have, uh, we talk all the time about, you hear it, people saying, my, my other half, my better half. Well, what does that make you? A half a person? So be mindful of when you're saying those things or when it is so ingrained in our consciousness that people sometimes we buy into it. We think, well, I am nothing without this other person. Or uh, I am so much better without, uh, with this other person. And by myself, I've, I'm lost. So have, just ask yourself, have I ever fallen out of love with someone or someone's fallen out of love with me and I feel lost for a little while? That's because you have given that part of you to that other person or you have tried so hard to make that other person feel lovable that you either give up or you've given away part of who you are and you really don't know who you are anymore. And so what happens when you are orbiting in love is you're not giving up you. You still have you, whole and complete, intact, ready to have someone come into your life that's, that's also whole and complete and not asking anything from you. That frees you up to really create something even bigger than you can by yourself. There's a difference. There's a difference in giving of yourself holy to another person and forgetting who you are and creating something bigger than you are by yourself. That is called synergy, where you have one person and you have another person, and together you make us. You don't lose yourself, but you create something even bigger than what you could by yourself. So you stay intact. You're whole and complete. You need nothing from that other person. You are sourced by your connection to who you are. You are feeding your own soul, saying to yourself, I am lovable, I am worthy, I am wanted. I am believing that. I choose to believe that about myself. I love myself. And when you get to that place, okay, when you're able to really get to that place and look in the mirror and say, I am lovable, I am wanted, I'm, I am perfect just the way I am, I love myself, then that is one of the most um, attractive things you can say to yourself. And that's one of the most attractive things that you can vibrate out. Think about it. 
Would you rather be with someone who's low maintenance or high maintenance? Would you rather be with someone who believes in themselves and and feels loved no matter what so that it get, keeps you off the hook so you don't have to do that for them? Of course, it's a lot more attractive that way. And so if you believe that what your thoughts, that basically your thoughts vibrate, that we're sentient beings and that we vibrate a certain way, we also will send out these signals of vibrations out into the universe and we attract to us someone else that will vibrate in the same way. Now, what happens with this is once you feel whole and complete and you've attracted someone into your life that feels whole and complete, then you create something magical. There's a part of the orbit that combines your orbit of, let's give you, I'll give you an example of my husband. I'm whole and complete and I'm in an orbit. I'm circling, I'm circling. Then I attract my husband to me. He's whole and complete. He's circling and circling. But when we come together, when our orbits connect, we actually are creating something bigger than we could by ourselves. We're creating something, we're creating number three. One plus one equals three. There's me, there's him, and when we come together, it creates us. But what trips us all up around this is, for instance, there's two ways you can look at this. One is if you're already in a relationship, what do you do if it's not working the way you want it to work? How do you shift that? The other way to look at it is I'm not in a relationship, so how do I attract a perfect person to me that I can learn from? Well, And what happens that I always tell all my my students and people that I counsel and that I work with, that remember that when there's a lot of love present, everything unlike love shows up for the purpose of healing it. I'm going to say that again. When there's a lot of love present, everything unlike love shows up for the purpose of healing it. So you have a choice. You have a choice to either work on it and heal it and realize that this person in your life is there to help you learn and shift and heal something that you feel um, less than about. Or if even if you get rid of that person, if you think, well, this one didn't work, I'm going to go to the next one, guess who's still there? You. So if you don't shift it, you're going to have the same relationship but a different face so how do you how do you deal with it so again it's all about those of you who've taken my classes you know about bubble talk bubble talk is that unconscious thought that keeps you from getting what you want bubble talk is that piece that is uh, if you if you imagine a cartoon character above your head and those little bubbles up there is what you're thinking. Those are your unconscious belief systems that are running your life. Those are the ones that are saying, I'm unwanted. I can't have what I want. I'm unworthy. I'm not good enough. I'm unlovable. So our conscious acts that we do, we go on a dating service, we go out on a vacation with our loved one, we go to counseling. Um, all of these conscious acts and thoughts that we do are great, but it will never, ever shift totally unless our unconscious is aligned with our conscious thoughts. So if our unconscious is not aligned with what we are thinking in our conscious thoughts, then it's just not going to work. It may work for a little while, because everybody wants to help each other. I mean, when you get into a relationship, yes, you want to tell that person you love them. Yes, you want to help them. But you know the old adage about, uh, you know, she only wanted me in her life so she could change me. You know, we've heard that before, right? She thought she could change me, or he thought he could change me. So I'm going to get into a relationship to try to change them. And as you know, 
probably not going to turn out well <laughs> because people don't really want other people to change them. Okay? So, again, how do you get around this and what do you do? Well, first of all, let's go and find out. Let's go and find out what your bubble talk is around relationships. So hopefully you've got a piece of paper or something you can write down on, um, something you can put it in your phone or something. If you're driving, uh, this is being recorded so that you can come back and maybe find out some of your own bubble talk around relationships and what's coming up for you around that. Okay, So we're going to go there, and I want you to take a few minutes. We're going to do a stream of consciousness writing. And what that means is I'm going to say a statement, and I want you to finish the statement for the first thing that, first things that come up. Don't edit it. Don't think about it. Don't try to figure it out. Just the first thoughts that come up. Okay, And you can have more than one thought. You don't have to write just one and that's it. Okay, Just start writing and just let your pen flow as to what comes out of your brain here and what comes out of your thoughts. Okay. All right. So I'm going to say four different statements. So we're going to, and then what we'll do after all of this is we're going to talk about them. So I'm going to have you unmute some things so we can kind of talk through some of them. Because what I have found is that many people have very, very similar um, things that they're working through. Okay. Now. All of these statements are about relationships. So here we go. Women are supposed to be what in a relationship? Women are supposed to be nice. Okay, write it down, Stacey. Okay. Finish up on the one you're on. And then write, men, in a relationship, men are supposed to be, or men are supposed to, what? Write it down, or think about it. Finish up on the one you're on. And then the next one is what I'm afraid of in a relationship is what I'm afraid of in a relationship And then finish up on the one you're on. And then write down 
what I choose in a relationship is what I choose in a relationship is what do you want? What do you choose to have? Okay, finish up on the one you're on. So, here's the thing. Whatever you wrote down, those are clues for you to look at to say, wow, uh, I didn't know I felt that way, or these are your beliefs. These are your beliefs, and you look at them and you say, are, is this working for me or not? Are these beliefs actually showing up in my life and working for me, or are they working against me? So what I'd like to give you an opportunity to do um, is I'm going to show you how this works. So I'm going to uh, just pick somebody that wants to say something about what they wrote down. Uh, women are supposed to be and men are supposed to be what I'm afraid of in a relationship and what I choose. So, who wants to do that? I'm Sorry, who, were who is it? Linda? Antonio? Okay, Antonio, go for it. Sorry, but what were the two questions? Women are supposed to be... Uh, okay, is it uh, okay that there's a vulgar word in there at some point? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, just say frickin'. Uh, okay, all right. Um, so I'm just going to read it as I wrote it. Okay. Women are supposed to love me, treat me nice, be nice, love me, um, F me, make me feel good, nice, honor me, take me out, feed me, make me feel good, love me, make me feel good. Okay. Now, before you go on, I want everybody, and we're using you as an example, honey, okay? So that okay. what you're doing when you write all that down, I don't know that you, uh, um, just see if you understand what you just did. You're basically putting all of the onus on that woman. You're saying, love me, make me feel good, make me feel a certain way, be nice to me, all of those things that we want, and it sounds good, but what you could be doing is really adding a lot of pressure for that woman, you're saying, love me, love me, love me, make me feel good, make me feel loved. That's ex- yeah. And it may or may not be the truth for you, but that's how it read. That's how you're reading all those things. That's how it came yeah. out. Okay? So this is a perfect example of how many of us do when we're in a relationship. We want that other person to make me feel good about ourselves, make me feel good about me, make me feel lovable. And no matter how hard that woman tries, she could for a little while. But pretty soon it gets really, really hard to continue to do that because guess what? She wants the same thing. And if she's constantly making you or or, or helping you feel a certain way, then it can get really tiring, and then she's she's thinking, what about me? Mm-hmm. You see how that works? Yeah. Okay, so men are supposed to be what? What? How did you say to that? Um, I wrote, men are supposed to rule me, make me feel bad, make me less than, honor me, love me, take me out, love me, be with me, love me. Okay. So, again, you're doing the same thing, honey. You're asking a man, uh, men are supposed to make me feel a certain way, okay? So that seems to be a theme in what you're writing down is that you're expecting men and women to make you feel a certain way. Do you see that? Yeah. Okay. 
So if you continually do that in your life, okay, what's going to happen is it's like who's Antonio? What does Antonio want? What is Antonio, who's Antonio supposed to be? Is he supposed to be someone that can bring that to him himself, who can source all of that himself? Or do you need other people to source that for you? And you don't have to answer that. I'm just bringing that up for you to look at, honey, okay? Okay. So what I'm afraid of in a relationship is what? Abandonment, feeling less than, becoming nothing, being less than, feeling very little, honoring, subservient, loving, loving me, uh, loving me, I meant, loving you, um, loving her, taking her for granted, being taken for granted, and loving. Wow, that's all over the place, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So when you're, see, well, the reason why I bring up afraid is because a lot of people are afraid or they have fears around relationships, and I bet a lot of people on the call can relate to some of the things that you're saying, okay? So when you have a fear around those things happening, as you, because you've taken our classes, right? So you know that what you're doing is you're allowing your fear to really create the reality. So our false evidence appears real. So you've had evidence all your life that these things can happen, right? Yeah. Okay. So you've had all this evidence that that this is can happen, and it has happened. And so what we tell you in this situation is the fear is evidence, okay? You have all of this okay. evidence. So what we want you to do or what I want you to really focus on is that there, there's new evidence that you can create for yourself. You can create new evidence in your life that this is not the way relationships have to be. And one of the ways to do that is to love who? Myself. That's right. So if you go to the mirror, honey, and you look in the mirror every day, and you look in the mirror in your eyes, and you say to yourself ten times, I love myself, I love myself, I love you, I love you, I love you. You do that ten times every day. Whether you believe it or not, whether you have all of this other bubble talk that comes up around that, it will start reframing that for you, honey, okay? So that you can start really getting in touch with how lovable you really are because you're really the only one that can fill that void. And what happens is you'll start vibrating in a different way and those fears, all that evidence, you'll start attracting new evidence because you have taken on the belief that you are lovable. You are wanted. You are perfect just the way you are. And so then you focus on what you choose. So what I choose in a relationship is, what did you write down? Uh, Perfect oneness, loving embrace of two perfect, whole, stable, loving of self and others, people, love, friendship, kinship, honesty, oneness, love. That's what you focus on, honey. That's what you focus on. And the first place to focus on is loving who? Me. That's right. So that's perfect opportunity. I hope that some of you had some similar things that came up for you around that. And if you have, obviously, you know, there's there's only so much we can do in an hour, but this this little exercise hopefully got you in touch with a little bit of what your bubble talk is and what your subconscious thoughts are around women and relationships. Now, let me give you another example of how this works and then what you can do about it. I just told Antonio one thing you can do is you look in the mirror every day and you tell yourself, I love you, I love you, I love you. You start filling up your own void. You start filling that up. 
and see all of these voids come from different places, okay? We start believing things about ourselves. So let me give you an example, okay? Uh, let's look at this scenario. Let's say you break up with somebody, okay? You break up with a partner. Then you conjure up an image of what a relationship looks like, and it ends in heartbreak. Then you feel these emotions around that image. So you feel hurt, you feel mistrusted, or you feel unwanted. So those feelings form a belief or a bubble that you can't trust men or women, or that you're unlovable, or that relationships equal hurt. So you put up a shield to protect yourself. And you walk around in a wounded haze. So some of you may have felt that before. Some of you know what I'm talking about. So some of the belief systems that we have heard and believed, they're embedded in our consciousness. So where do these interpretations come from? They come from our past. So just like Antonio, you have gathered evidence all your life about what's real and what's not real, what's, what is real about a relationship. You know, what did you see? What did you hear? What did you interpret around relationships from your parents? See, our parents or our caregivers are our first clues as to what a relationship looks like. Now, maybe you didn't have a mom and a dad. Maybe you only had one. Maybe you were in an orphanage. Uh, maybe you had loving parents. Maybe you had a, a lot of um, abuse. So here's the thing about that. If you were around, whatever your first impressions of men and women are, when you're young, that's what we take on and think that that's the way it's supposed to be, or that's what we have as evidence. And so it gets filtered into our unconscious. So maybe our parents were divorced, unhappily married, or single parent, or there was neglect, or mistrust, or maybe unhealthy communication, or a lot of yelling. So all of these things that happened to us as young children that's what we take on and we think that's what relationships look like because that's all we had to look at. We also got our own interpretations about relationships from school or from when we were growing up. Did we fit in? Were we outcast? From religion, were you judged or were you accepted? From culture, how do men treat women in your culture? How do women treat men in your culture? Or your friends, how do you compare what your friends went through in relationships? So all of these things from when, our, when we're young, we've gathered all this evidence that it's real. And we, we tend to repeat these patterns. We repeat the patterns that we've grown up with, a lot of us. And so, again, like I said, you know, for instance, why do men that I love leave me? can't be me. I've had 20 relationships in a row, and the same things keeps happening. But obviously it's not we try to blame other people. We think it's them, but it's really not. It's us because wherever you go, there you are. And people tend to run away from their problems and think if they change the scenery or change their partner, or maybe just stay alone, then they'll change their life. But what keeps happening is you keep recreating the same thing for the purpose of healing it. So you might as well heal it. So part of the solution, okay, is healing and completing the past, completing your past relationships. So these patterns come up so that you can heal them and let them go and shift them. So I've always said, hey, if you want to bring up your uh, bring up your stuff or bring up your issues or if you want to heal something that you haven't quite um, 
shifted yet, get into a relationship. Don't push your buttons more than anybody you know. Get into, you know, go to your family reunion. Don't push your buttons because when there's a lot of love present, remember, love brings up everything unlike itself for the purpose of healing it. So our job is to keep pouring white light, keep pouring love, and focus on those positive aspects and keep pushing up all that stuff and let it come out. And it's going to be money for a little while. So here's the thing. We develop patterns, okay? We develop all these patterns, what type of relationship we have, um, getting dumped or feeling betrayed or abandoned, or we dump people before they can dump us or dump people before they get too close because they might find out something about us that we don't want them to find out. Now, you have to understand that all of this I'm talking about is unconscious. So the first step in shifting this is identifying what is that. What is that unconscious thought? And then you change that thought or belief or core bubble behind it. Our negative core bubbles are the purest form of negative thought that can affect all areas of our life. So something that you can do about this is use that mirror exercise I talked about and realize that I just need to identify what my bubble talk is around relationships. Am I wanting that other person to love me so much because I feel so unlovable? That's putting a lot of pressure on that other person. Am I truly believing that I can have a relationship and keep it and improve on it? Is that something that I'm even capable of doing or having? Ask yourself, what are you focusing on? So you can't attract a loving relationship while feeling hurt. You can't attract a loving relationship while feeling mistrustful. So when we feel constricted or resistant, or shut down, we're actually cutting ourselves off from our connection to the universe. So if you find yourself feeling shut down or resistant, then you're cutting yourself off from your own connection. I mean, ask yourself, can I feel afraid and expanded at the same time? No. Can you feel loving toward another person and expect them to love you if you don't love and respect yourself? No. So resistance can block your connection. So I'm going to give you a couple of things that you can do in order to um, help you shift this. So in communication, okay, So if you're in a relationship right now, or even if you're not, there's there's one thing you can do. You can use the law of appreciation. I think I've talked about this before. Use the law of appreciation. Find one thing that you love about that person. Maybe it's a past relationship. Maybe it's one you're in now. Just find one thing, one thing that you really, really appreciate about that person. And once you can figure out, maybe it's something just as easy as they bring me coffee in the morning, okay? Or they they put a roof over my head. Or, you know, they, they gave me flowers. Or they washed my clothes, something, okay? Think of one thing that they, that you can appreciate. And then... Two things are going to happen. One of two things will happen. Every time you focus on that person and you think about what you appreciate about that person, not the things that you don't like, because as you know, if you've taken any of my workshops, what you focus on expands. So focus on what you really appreciate. One of two things will happen. They will either rise to that level of appreciation. They will either 
be attracted to that appreciation because you're looking at them with those kinds of eyes. You're vibrating that kind of feeling. And everybody wants to be appreciated, no matter how bad they are. <laughs> you know, I say bad in a uh, not a judgmental term, but some people really just want to focus on all the negative things about that person. So no matter how negative that person is, they do want to be appreciated. So if you can appreciate them, what will happen? They will rise to that level or or that appreciation moves through that person and it will absolutely vibrate and hit. It's like a tuning fork. It will hit somewhere else in the universe and that person that it hits, it vibrates in that appreciation realm will come to you either way you get what you want you get more appreciation you get more love you get more positive thoughts around you so that is how law of appreciation works the more you appreciate the more appreciation comes to you so you can use that whether you're in a relationship or not. The other thing you can do is if you are in a relationship and you feel like you've lost yourself or you feel like it just isn't working or you need to maybe improve on the communication, just use these words whenever you talk to that person. Say, for me, the truth is, For me, the truth is whatever it is you want to say. Because if you find yourself in an argument a lot with another person, use those words because they cannot really, truly argue that that's your truth. And what you're saying to them is you're not blaming them, you're not shaming yourself, you're not making excuses, you're just telling them, for me... The truth is, this is my truth. And what happens in relationships oftentimes is my truth and that other person's truth are different. And it's really important to just state your truth. To not be afraid to have a voice in the relationship. And to say those words, for me the truth is, because that stops the argument right then and there because there is no way another person can say, that's not your truth. So it's a real healthy way. It's a real healthy way of communicating with another person. And the three things you want to have when you're orbiting in love is empathy, respect, and ownership of your own feelings and your own thoughts and your own actions. Empathy, respect, and ownership of your own thoughts, your own actions, and your own beliefs. And you combine all those things, empathy, respect, and ownership of your own thoughts, beliefs, and actions. You combine all of that, and that creates compassion. So if you're compassionate with another human being, that is the highest level that you can operate from, in my opinion, in a relationship, is to be compassionate. Does that mean you'll ever you'll never have an argument? No. But it puts a whole other twist on wanting to understand that you are orbiting in your own orbit. This is Avi. Hi. Hi. I'm sorry I'm late. I know. So, I know that this probably brought up a lot of things for you guys out there. And the thing I just want to remind you is that you really are 
you really, 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 really are lovable. And you really do deserve to have healthy, conscious, loving relationships. But again, as you know, I'm not saying anything you don't know. You have to really take the time to love yourself first. Because how can you expect anybody to respect you and have empathy for you and love you if you don't do that for yourself? And again... I tell this story all the time about the conscious and unconscious, about the break and the gas. Your gas is your conscious thought. So let's say that you affirm that you want to have a loving relationship and you go through the motions consciously of dating or have it going on the Internet or let's say you want to improve on the one you already have and you go to counseling or you go on vacation those are conscious actions and thoughts that you have. And that's your gas on your car, your car of relationships. Okay? But your break is the resistance to that, which is your unconscious belief that maybe you're not good enough, you don't deserve it, you're not worthy. I'll get hurt again. I'm unwanted. There's something wrong with me. That blocks your true nature. That is putting on the brake. So when you've got your gas on and your brake on at the same time, it spins your wheels and you feel stuck. So most of us know how to let go of our gas. We know how to let go of what we want. We know how to settle. We say, well, it's just not meant to be. I'll just keep this one I'm with the best I can do. Or, ah, it's not meant to be. I'm never going to have a relationship that works. That's just the way it is. So we let go of our desire. We let go of our gas. We let go of our conscious thoughts that this is possible. So what I'm offering you tonight is to let you know that there's another way. You can actually let go of the break. Let go of the resistance. And the resistance is your unconscious belief system around all of this. So part of what you could do is, like I said, I'm trying to give you little tidbits of things you can do. You can do your law of appreciation. You can stand in front of the mirror and say, I love you. Please go back and listen to this uh, call. I have recorded it so that you can do more work on that bubble talk that you can go in there and go a little deeper and obviously come to the essence of being, come to the essence of relationships, come to our graduate level, come do private sessions with me. There's a lot of opportunity for you to be able to really dig deep on this, okay? But the orbiting in love, because it is a love month, I wanted you to get some clarity that you are whole and complete and your source of love is you and your connection to the universe, to God, to your uh, higher self, to whatever you want to call your connection and source. You have control of that. And if you wake up every morning and you look at that mirror and you say to yourself, I love you, I so appreciate you, and then you think about a person that you are in relationship or that you want to have a relationship with or that you've had a relationship with, and you think of one thing that you appreciate about that person. That puts you in a whole different framework, puts you in a whole different vibration. So does anybody have any questions? Uh, I'm going to give... Before you ask any questions, I am going to be gifting all of you uh, that are on the call tonight. All you have to do is email me, Burge, B-U-R-G-E, that's B-U-R-G-E, at essenceofbeing.com. That's E-S-S-E-N-C-E-O-F-B-E-I-N-G.com. Burge at essenceofbeing.com. If you email me and put in there orbiting in love in this subject, 
I'll know that you were on my call tonight, and I will give you a free download of my meditations, one of which is the inner child and loving yourself. I'm sorry, what was the subject? It's, pardon me, say it again. What, what was the subject? It is, they're meditations. It's a whole CD of meditations, and one of them is loving yourself and inner child success. There's about five or six different meditations that I'm going to gift you, okay? Now, after I get questions and answers, I'm going to give you five minutes. We'll have some questions. Maybe you might have some things that came up for you. I'm going to turn the um, recording off, and then I'm going to have some announcements about where you can find me and where we can do more of this work together, okay? So does anybody have anything they want to say or ask questions or share anything? And if you want to, just hit star six so that unmutes you. I heard somebody. Anybody there? I am. Hey, I see a lot of us. <laughs> what? Anybody want to share anything? Or ask a question? Or give me a scenario? Birch. Yes. It's it's me again. Hi, me again. <laughs> Hi. So um, I find myself in a relationship with a girl who um, treats me differently than I've ever been treated um, by anyone. Um, she really treats me with a lot of love, um, and it and it's un- unconditional. Um, but I find myself not feeling the same way about her, or I feel like there's a resistance to it um, because it's so unfamiliar. And I don't really feel like it's mine, you know, like her love is mine to be accepting and taking. But then I'm also torn. Be- so these are the two realities that I'm torn between uh, in terms of what I believe is going on. The first reality being that my unconscious mind is keeping me from what I truly want with feelings of unworthiness and everything that came up in my subconscious today on this phone call Um, this is what keeps me from accepting her love and not feeling the same way about her. And the second reality is just that I don't feel the same way about her. But I end end up um, dragging things out, and that's not cool to her because I don't want to make a a poor decision and then realize that it was actually just my subconscious sabotaging me. Well... What a great, what a great thing, Antonio, to to say. So, basically, everything is all about your unconscious. Okay, honey. So, here's the thing: whether it's it, whether it's something that's real for you or not, whether you're really uh, in tune with this person or not, yeah. that's not the question. That's not the uh, that's not the question. The question is: Am I able to receive unconditional love from another human being? Uh, bingo. Okay. Um. Am I able to really receive that? And if I can, and if I am, because it is so foreign to me, because it is uncomfortable, because it is something I have not experienced before, can I just ride this wave and feel what it feels like? Because if you can accept that in, Antonia, that's going to change your whole life. If you can accept it and accept it in and just just learn how to, uh, you know how when you put your thumb, everybody put your thumb, I don't know if you can do this because you're holding phones, but if you put your thumb over, you clasp your hands and there's a certain thumb that goes on top when you clasp your hands, it's either your left or your right thumb, and then you unclasp it and put your other thumb on top. It feels uncomfortable. 
but what ends up happening is if you continually put your left and your right, your left and your right thumbs on top, when you're clasping your hands, you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Eventually, it becomes seamless and it doesn't feel uncomfortable anymore. So the more you allow unconditional love to come into your life, Antonio, that that is what you focus on. Not am I leading her on, not do I believe this or not, not what, you know, uh, this is not real. Yeah. Allow it. Because I end up feeling like such an imposter, like such a fraud, you know, when I'm with her. Because when I'm with her, I end up feeling really bad all the time emotionally. I just don't feel good. Um, And for me, that felt like an indication that I could possibly be forcing myself to feel a certain way about her because I know consciously that it would be so great if I could just love this girl that loves me so much. Don't focus on that. Focus on allowing the love to come in. Focus on, wow, this feels really good to allow this to come into my space. Wow, this feels really good. I am, you know, I'm going to allow this and just play with it and see how it feels until it becomes so comfortable that it's an, it's an ongoing feeling that I have. Because I think for you specifically, you know, that's something that it's very uncomfortable for you and because you have not experienced that very often in your life. So that my my opinion would be to just allow it to come through. You don't say things to her that are not true for you, okay, but allow okay. it to come through and just enjoy it. And things, remember what I talk about with commitment, you know, which I'll be talking about later in another power hour about commitment. Commitment, you know, you're be a totally committed to it until you're not. Be 100% in. Enjoy it while it's there. And you're doing it from a perspective of loving yourself and really seeing this other person as a loving human being and what it feels like to be with someone who unconditionally loves you. And just kind of play with that energy of feeling it first because if you can't feel it and you don't allow it to come in, absolutely that is sabotage. And just because you allow it to come in does not mean that you have to profess your love and marry this woman in the next day. (laughs) Okay, cool. Good. And you want to be authentic, though. You don't want to, you know, I, I understand you don't want to lead this person on, but that's yeah. not what you, but don't focus on that. Don't focus on that. Just focus on allowing. That's it. Trust and allow and don't ask how, my friend. All right. Do you recommend me allowing her to listen to this phone call? Absolutely. So she... Absolutely. Okay. Yes. I'll do that. Okay. So anybody Thank else you. have anything they want to share before I wrap up? I, I I have one thing to say that I really want to thank you, Antonio, for opening up your heart. That was that was very powerful and very. It went to it touched my heart to understand that some of those feelings are part of what I'm feeling as well. So thank you for opening up that. You're very welcome. Thank you. Yeah, he's an open book. <laughs> Who's this? This is Rico. Hey, Rico. How's it going? Um, Good. What you got? I, had a, I got a comment. I, wa- I wanted to say uh, hi, hi to Antonio as well, and uh, I got my le- much love for you, brother. And uh, I'm kind of on the same wavelength as him. And then my question goes, I, I will, not one step farther, but just another kind of concept. I have the same somewhat issue where I feel the love from the updated. This, this happened to me throughout my life where I felt like it's always they like me more than I like them. And I want to, I love, like, I love, I love my, my, my current girlfriend or ex, at least kind of in limbo, but and my ex-girlfriends and stuff, I've always loved them, but I feel like I've never been in love. And I don't know if it's an attachment to, you know, in the movies, the whole, you know, when you're in love, everything feels different and you're, you know, all this stuff. Um, so it's like when I, you know, they're like, you know when you're in love. And I'm like, well, I don't think I am, so therefore I probably am not. So I always kind of feel like I'm, they're not 
they're not enough. Like there's something more that I'm missing. I want her to do this or be that or have Okay, this. I'm going to stop you right now because what yep. I'm getting from you, honey, is look in the mirror. Yeah. Look, everything you just said, I want you to look in the mirror because what is really happening, remember, when we attract someone into our life, it's a reflection. They can right. be our reflection. So there's something missing that you're thinking, I'm not enough. Right. And if I commit to someone or I totally am in it 100% and allow it, they're going to find out I'm not enough. Yeah. That was my answer to the last question, what am I scared of? They're going to realize that there's, there's better guys out there that are bigger and stronger and richer and better looking and whatever. Yeah. So that's your answer. So knowing that, knowing that that is a belief system that is staring you right in the face, then that is your challenge and your focus is trying everything and not even trying. Just start reframing, I am enough. And you know what? If you start looking in the mirror and just say, I am enough, and you say, you are enough, you look in the mirror, you are enough, you are more than enough. You're enough for every woman, man, everything in the world. I am enough. Right. You know, is to be able to really embody that, then then you won't be so afraid to allow somebody to come in and to open yourself up uh, long enough for you to really feel it because there's that little boy, little fear of, I'm not enough, and they're going to find out. So I'm going to keep everybody at bay. I project it on them and say, oh, exactly, exactly, Uh perfect. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's what I thought. I'm like, it doesn't make sense that I want more from you, but at the same time, I'm feeling like, how can I deserve someone that has all these qualities when I don't? But it didn't didn't make sense in my mind. So that makes sense why I project it onto them because it's a it's a view of myself. Yes, sir. Perfect. So you knew the answer. And see, that's the other thing I want to tell everybody on this call. You know the answer. You know what's going on. You just have to own it, reflect it. Remember what I said, have empathy. Now, this is something you can do for yourself. When I say in a relationship, you have to have empathy, respect, and ownership and compassion. It really starts with yourself. Put yourself in there. I have to have empathy for myself, respect for myself, and I have to own my own beliefs, thoughts, and actions and have compassion for myself first. I'm an okay kind of guy. I'm an okay kind of gal. I am everything that anybody would ever want. You know, we talk about that too, about, you know, we uh, become the person you want to be attractive. So, so I hope that all of you got something out of this call tonight and that there's so much here for you. You are absolutely deserving everything that you want in your life and that you have the power to create that. You do. You have the ability to create what you want in your life. Own that. Be compassionate with yourself. Respect yourself. And all of those things that you want, choose, desire will come to you. And what we're going to talk about next month, everybody, on this call, uh, we are going to, normally it's every third Wednesday, but we are going to be next month, I'm out of the country most of the month, so we're switching it to March 25th, mark your calendar, which is really the last Wednesday of the month. That's the only time I'm in town in, in, uh, so that I can make a call like this, unless I do it another way, but this is how we're going to do it. March 25th will be our next call, and it is all going to be about self-forgiveness, which is a perfect segue into what we were just talking about, how to stop projecting all of that onto other people and to forgive yourself. For whatever it is, forgive yourself for feeling the way that you feel and all these unconscious beliefs that you have to start forgiving yourself. And I'm going to give you some techniques on how to do that. 
So that's March 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And just so you know, um, again, I'm going to repeat it one more time, Burge at EssenceOfBeing.com, and I will give you a free download. And just so you know, coming up for the uh, Essence of Being previews we're having is February 25th in Atlanta. You can go to EssenceOfBeing.com and look at all the free previews. They're free. You can come and experience all kinds of things, some games that we play to get more information about how we do this. So February 25th is Atlanta. March 15th is going to be the next uh, preview in Fort Lauderdale. We will have another preview in Atlanta on March 20th. And just so you know, if you're in Malaysia, come to Malaysia. We're doing E-Essence of Being March 13th through the 15th. If you're in Canada, come to Toronto March 27th through the 29th, and we'll be in Toronto. The next Essence of Being in Fort Lauderdale, Miami area is April 10th, 11th, and 12th. And the next Essence of Being in Atlanta is the 17th, 18th, and 19th of April. So those are the two Essence of Beings coming up. I will be doing another Essence of Relationship class and an Essence of Abundance class, but they are not on the schedule yet. But all of my schedule is on EssenceOfBeing.com or EOBInternational.com. You're welcome to go there and check it out. Would love to play with you together, connected. And just remember that you make a difference, everyone. And I hope to talk with you again, if not at a free preview or not at the workshop, definitely March 25th, about forgiving yourself, self-forgiveness. So aloha. Um, Goodbye. (laughs) Good night. Uh, Let's all say good night. I hope you got a lot of uh, juicy, good stuff out of it tonight and that uh, you go out the rest of this month ready to bring it on because you are important. So thank you for listening tonight. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Bert. Thank you. You're welcome. Good night. Good night. Thanks, Bert. Everybody, you're welcome. Good night. Thank you. Love you guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Love you back. <laughs> what do we put in the subject line for the email? Burge at com. No, the subject line. What do we put in the subject line, you said? You uh, put in uh, orbiting in love. Orbiting in love. Got it. Orbiting in love. That means I know that you were on this call. Okay? Thanks, Burge. You're time. welcome. Okay. Ciao. Thank you, Burge. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Good night, everybody. Good night, Burge. You're welcome. Good night. Good night, Burge. Good night, everybody. Love you. See you in the next uh, Kid Power. And- yeah, I'm right right around the corner. We're two days away. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm ready. I'll, I'll see you Friday, actually, Burge. I'm going to come early and help set up. Awesome. Yeah, All you right. got it. Okay. Bye-bye.